think about it. Spanning over three decades. Listen, he's toured with the most memorable names in the Christian music industry. He's written comics from the biggest names in late night television. He's won the Gospel Music Association Double Award for Comedian of the Year. His personal testimony is powerful. Folks, he just flat loves Jesus. Woo! His stories will make you laugh. Listen, will make you cry. But mostly they'll make you think Amen. about him and about yourself and where you fit in the grand scheme of things with Jesus, right? Brother Mike has authored numerous books. He is bride of over 36 years, co-authored a book for married couple. Brother Mike has four children. He claims are his constant source of material for what he presents, right? In 2010, Mike started a mission called Crossover Cups Mission. Many of us, a few of us in this congregation have gone down there back in 2021 and got to work with the mission that he has started and supports and so thrives. He uh, it is, a, it is a thriving ministry. They share the gospel message and word and deed, rescuing, serving trafficked children, feeding poor and hungry people, living in garbage dumps. Think about it. To which some of our own hill ladies got to go down and, and the privilege of doing that with Brother Mike. He's still on the board of a mission that now has six schools. Think about this. This mission has six schools, five churches, 15 full-time staff members. He often travels to speak on world mission involvement. There is so much more that I can say about Brother Mike. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. I appreciate it very much. And I just want you just to give a warm Hills Church welcome for Brother Mike Williams. Here, just outside of Webster, Florida. I don't know if you've been to that speed trap. 
Somebody you had to dial the number. By dial, I mean 
rotary dial, rotary dial, okay? You remember that? And if somebody had a lot of zeros in their name, in their number, it was quicker to just drive over to their house right there. <laughs> it, it was a different world. And, uh, but before this, I wrote for Discount Auto Parts, I, I used to write funny bumper stickers. Some of you will remember this. You used to walk into an auto parts store. There would be a rack of a hundred different funny sayings that you could be, you remember this brother, that you could buy. And back then people would put little funny things on the back of their car. Again, there wasn't Twitter or Facebook to put our ideas on. You put it on your car, you'd drive around. That was your that was your audience. Those were your followers, people who were following you. Okay, right there. And that was an original follower right there, right? I had a guy follow me for six blocks the other day. Woo! Okay. <laughs> Get the major traffic and then look at all my followers, right? That's <laughs> all. And so, but and people say, well, what kind of license bumper stickers did you write? I, I, I brought some today. I'm going to show them to you. And, and if I've shown them to you here before, please, uh, I apologize and, and get over it, okay? <laughs> I, I'm at that age where I do not always remember what I've said before in different places. And the nice thing is, uh, most of you don't either. And so we are, we are together right here. But uh, this is one of the bumper stickers I, I wrote. It says, if it were not for women, men would have to live their life thinking they had no faults. Okay? Right there. Right there. Okay, that one was not well received back then either. Okay? Right there. I, I wrote this one. It turns out my girlfriend is a stalker. I didn't even realize I had a girlfriend. Okay? Right there. Okay. 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 Mark, we got to get to some theological ones right here. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that one right <laughs> Okay, uh, my wife has multiple personality disorder, but she's good people. Okay? Right there. Right, see, okay. Let's see, we're about that. Okay, now we're back in the room right there. Here, I like this one. This one, this one I'd like to have in my car today. What would Jesus do? He would use his turn signals, you idiot. <laughs> Okay, now, now, my wife, here, here's what my wife said. 
okay, I'm not ready to use them. And, and so Teresa said, how long are you going to do those bumper stickers? When did you write them? I said, well, I wrote them back in, you know, like 83. And uh, she said, how long are you going to do bumper stickers now that are that old? And uh, I said, well, as long as they keep getting laughs right there. And she said, well, why don't you, you're still creative. Why don't you come up with something new? So I did, folks. This is today a brand new bumper sticker, my first new one in a new set that I'm going to write, okay? Uh, a new set of bumper stickers, is new. you get to see the very first one. I wanted to make it current, I wanted to make it trendy. Now, if you don't have television, you won't, you, this will make no sense to you. But if you watch TV during the day or the night or, or um, any time uh, in between those times, um, you will probably understand this one. But this is my way of being a little bit more current. This bumper, set, bumper sticker says, when life knocks you down, stay there and call an attorney. Morgan and Morgan. Right there. Okay. I should have ended on the other one right there. You know how it is, Max. You go, wow, I should have ended on point three instead of adding that last one right there. I, I'm, I'm glad you're here today. I, I, I love to laugh. People have said, you know, well, obviously, I had a lady come up to me. I remember where it was. I was in, I was in Shreveport, Louisiana. And uh, I was walking in the front door of the church. I'd already set up. I was ready to go. I walked in the front door. And uh, she was a greeter. And she popped out. And she said, you're visiting with us today, ain't you? I said, yes, ma'am, I'm, I'm visiting today. She said, you're going to have a good time. We got a guest comedian going to be. I said, I love comedians. She said, you're the comedian, ain't you? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, you're the man of God that's going to break forth the word life to us today. I said, yes, ma'am, I'll be breaking forth in here a little bit. She looked me up and down. She said, you are rather large. I said, yes, ma'am, I'm going about 294 that's that. <laughs> now let me stop midst the story right now and say this. If for any reason you are a greeter here at this church, don't take my story as a workshop on how to greet people, okay? <laughs> Visitors don't like that, okay? All right. Okay, um, I said, yes, ma'am, and, and she says, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Lord? Don't you know your body is a temple? And I said, yes, ma'am, and God's building a mega church right here. <laughs> you you got to have fun. we got to learn to lighten up. The joy of the Lord is our strength. A merry heart does good like a medicine. That's biblical, folks. It is as biblical to laugh as it is to cry. It's as spiritual to laugh as it is to cry. And you know what? We, we've got more reason to laugh than anybody else. Right. Well, Brother yeah. Mike, don't you know all the things that are going on in the world today? Yes, I do. But but here's what I do know. Greater is he that is in the end than he that is in the world. Okay? I, I, I'm, I'm not waiting to see what's going to happen to the world. I'm waiting to see what God is going to do in the lives of his people. That's what I'm waiting for. I, 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 I'm not waiting for a cannon shot. I'm listening for a shout. Okay? And I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to choose to do that. I'm going to sing that song every day I can and remind myself that I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the resurrection and He's given us new life. the gift of God in you. Don't wait for somebody else. You scared of If you have to wait for somebody else, you're going to be waiting a long time. Okay? Because the world is surrounded with negative people. They used to say negative Nancy's, and I felt sorry for people named Nancy. Negative Karen's. Alright. Karen's have been picked on too much. I don't know why. I don't know why. You know, negative bills. Negative, negative mics. We need to let the joy of the Lord be our strength. New England Journal of Medicine backed it up. It's amazing how when the scientists get involved, all of a sudden they realize, well, wow, man, this stuff in the scripture is true than we thought. New England Journal of Medicine says if we laugh 100 times a day, it's equivalent for our heart muscle jogging 10 miles. 100 miles a day. Right, 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 right. Not for all the muscles, but for the heart muscle. Right, exactly. I saw that. 
We've got to laugh. We've got to let the joy of the Lord be our strength. So, so that's, the, that's the footing upon which I do what I do. And I, I, I want to bring joy. We, we all love it when we're sitting at a table and we laugh. Sometimes we laugh about stuff that um, when, when it happened to us, it was not funny. You know what I'm talking about? You know, that, 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 we, we, we've all had bad days. We've all had a flat time. We've all come out of the doctor's appointment or been late for another appointment and the battery of the car wouldn't start. You've had that. We've all worked the first half of the day with our dress caught in the back of our pantyhose. We, 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 but I'm talking to the men right now. Men will come up and go, hey, I heard a Jeff Foxworthy joke. It's you might be a redneck if, uh, 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 I can't remember. Honey, I don't know what he said. Women, men, women will get, get in your face. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, okay, most of the time. Um, and she came up to me. She said, well, obviously, Brother Williams, you can laugh all the time because you've not had the pain in your life that I've had in my life or the pain in your life that other people have had in their lives because if you've had that kind of pain in your life, you wouldn't be able to laugh all the time. I thought, if I had that voice, I couldn't laugh all the time. You're <laughs> right, man. I'll tell you what I have had. I've had kidney stones. You've had kidney stones? Who's had kidney stones? Okay. Yeah. I told them the other day I was joking. I said, they'll make a Catholic speak in tongues. Anyway. Is <laughs> it a Catholic church? Don't worry, I'm Baptist. I'm Baptist. We're okay. Thank you. And so, we've we, we got to learn to laugh. We've got to learn to enjoy the ride. We've got to sit back and say, you know what? Here is the journey. Yes, it's tough. But I'm going to choose to believe in the resurrection. And I'm going to choose to believe in the resurrection. And we need to remind ourselves of it. We need to remind each other of it. You know, back, back in the day, they would greet each other with a holy kiss. I'm glad we don't do that now. Thank God for COVID. <laughs> I never said that. I just thought about it. I'm, I'm happy with a handshake. You know what I'm saying? The, uh, we used to have a deacon at the church I went to when I was a little kid. He would always have one of those little buzzers. Remember those shock buzzers they used to have fun with? And, and he'd get you. He'd, he'd show you, and he'd, all of a sudden, he'd right there. Uh, and I'll tell you, what, you need to get, now get one of those. That's a way to be a greeter, right there. It's <laughs> good to have you here today. Right there. People are going, I felt the power before I came in the door. Right there. Enjoy the ride. My ride's been tall. Yeah, it's been tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish I could tell you that's it. It's been tough. Uh, you work in the places in the Dominican that I work. You see the things. And you have to have laughter to balance the tragedy. You walk up to a little girl who's 11 years old, and her parents are taking her out to sell her on the street for the very first time because it's her birthday. And there's nothing you can legally do about it. Um, that can destroy you, or it can empower you. You have to choose to let. The Bible says the steps of God's people are ordered by the Lord. And so, if I'm walking in the spirit, which I'm supposed to be, right? Okay, so I'm not pursuing the, the flesh, okay? I'm walking in the spirit where I'm going, and those are the steps God wants me to see that. So when I see that, it's, it's, not a, it's not a, wow, Lord, do you know what was happening? No, he knew what was happening before he sent me there. What I have to do is I have to say, Lord, what do you want me to do about it? Amen. Then... Neat thing, we get to join God in what He wants to do. I tell you what, if you've never joined God in something, you got to join God in something because God does things right. You don't believe me? Look around. Boom. You believe in the Big Bang? I assure you, bang, God made it right there. Right there. People say, well, what about all this evolutionary evidence that stuff was made later? God rested on the seventh day, right? What did he do on the eighth day? 
I wonder if he's still making stuff. You ever seen my brother-in-law? <laughs> I'm just saying. But we know that he's working. We know that Jesus, the Son, God the flesh, went back to heaven to do what? Continue working. He's working. He's working. He's preparing a place for you and me. Amen. It's going to be a good place. I hope mine is not overlooking the pool because I don't do good in the sun. <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Well, we're, we're, we are going to preach today. We're going to be in John chapter 5. Go ahead and find John chapter 5 if you don't mind today. We're, we're going to laugh a little along the way. I hope you don't mind that. Maybe get over it. Uh, John chapter 5. Not first John chapter 5. You can go to 1 John 5, but we're going to go to John chapter 5. It's page 1,601, if you have my Bible. <laughs> my Bible is a place by the Gideons. <laughs> Pastor and Assembler. 26, I was in New York City. I was at a hotel. They're very, New York City is a very um, diverse, liberal place. I opened up the top drawer of the nightstand, four drawers. Opened up the top drawer. Usually you find a Gideon Bible. No, they had a Koran on it. I opened up the second drawer. They had a Book of Mormon in the second drawer. Third drawer. Bible, place by the Gideons. Fourth drawer, nothing. I said, the atheist got a drawer too. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> but when I saw that, I said, well, thank you, Lord. A little bit of joy on the journey to remind me. Let's pray and then let's jump into this. Heavenly Father, I will do my best to distract these dear people from the garbage of the week, the Facebook posts, the tweets, the um, annoying messages, the uh, worry that is all around us, the news, the fake news, the real news, and even those diagnoses that didn't come back the way we had hoped. Father, I will do my best to distract them from that, and I ask that your Holy Spirit would speak beyond what I could ever say or teach or talk about. And it's in uh, the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. Amen. John chapter 5. After these things, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. You know, I, I love the fact that Jesus was not immune to parties. <laughs> I was raised in a church that believed that Jesus did not like to have fun. And since we should be like Jesus, only the world was allowed to have fun. Did you ever go to a church like that? Okay, some of you grew up in that, okay? Uh, and, and on Sunday, they're, they're, my mom would say, I don't think that's a Sunday show. Okay, I don't think like 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 we could watch Andy Griffith six days a week, but if Andy came on on Sunday and he pulled out his guitar and started to sing, you get along, I get a pull, honey, I love it, we shut that off. It's it's like that somehow Jesus didn't like guitar. Okay, I, some of you remember that the, the, those times, but we we find that Jesus' very first miracle was at a party, right? It was at a wedding feast. Now, now think about this. And when he performed it, he said, my time has not yet come to his mom. Remember, he said, hold it. No. So he was not there specifically to go, I'm going to reveal myself. That's the only reason I've come to this party. No. 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 He was there at the party. All right. I just want to point that out. To, for those of you who think God is unhappy with us laughing, just think about that. About to fall under conviction right now. <laughs> the altars are open. Verse 2. Now there was in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda. And it has five porticos. You know those, those, things, those portico things. And in these lay, verse 3, in these lay a multitude of those who were sick and blind and lame and withered. And uh, it, it was a gathering place for the broken. Uh, as you know, living in Florida, we are living in a gathering place for the homeless, for the broken. They're seasonal. 
I did not realize that homeless were such snowbirds. But they come down here. There's reasons for that. I wish I had time to cover today. I can't, okay? But I work with ministries in Lakeland that, that minister to the homeless, okay? So, so that may, may show up a little bit in, in this concept here, but it'll show up for all of us here in a second. And it says they were waiting for the waters to move. Let's go on in verse 4. The, the, the rumor was that, that an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into this pool and stirred up the water. And whoever was first after the stirring of the water who stepped in was made a well from whatever disease or whatever they were afflicted from. Now, when, when I read this, I couldn't help but think of going to St. Augustine. Have you been to St. Augustine? When you go there, you see the original spot where, where the conquistadors landed there. And you see that they believed that maybe this was the fountain of youth. If we could just get into this pool, I kind of see that, Pastor. Is that being kind of like the, the place it was advertised? Have you been down? You're sick. Have you been down to the fountain of youth? And, and, and it's rumored that there are certain seasons, okay, uh, of the year, according, according to the scripture right there, certain seasons uh, that, that the angel steps in and you can, you can be healed. Um, and you have all these people gathered. To be honest with you, if I knew it was seasonal, I would only go down the right season, okay? I, I like to be economical, okay? But there he is, and, and we have a guy here, verse 5, and a man who had been there ill for 38 years. Everybody say 38 years. 38 years. Wow, that's a long time. I know that. I've been married 38 years. That's a long time. I'm very grateful. I, my wife and I have been married for 38 years consecutively. And, uh, so. Now when Jesus saw him lying there and knew, it says, and, and he knew that he'd already been there that long time, okay? And he had been in that condition. He said to the guy, do you want to get well? An interesting question when you think about it. One, you can say, Jesus, why would you ask that question? Of course he wants to get well. But, why? but maybe Jesus was being sarcastic. It almost sounds sarcastic for Jesus, doesn't it? You know, you want to get well? You know, of course he wants to get well. He's at the pool. He's down there waiting, but he had Jesus asked a great question. And that question stems for us today. Do we want to get well? Amen. Yeah. Or do we want to get better? Do we want to get different? See, wellness, wholeness, only comes from God. Betterness, difference, good ideas comes from us. We see somebody else and we want to be like them. And Jesus is asking a question, a great question, do you want to get well? Um, I can't help but think but of an old street joke that basically went like this, that uh, Jesus and his disciples were walking through town and they came upon a, an establishment um, of hydration. <laughs> Thank you. And they walked in there to see those who were sitting there, and there was a guy at one, uh, there was a long plank in that area of hydration. And there were men standing there being hydrated, as this was the desert, okay? And, and the one man was standing there and he had an uh, arm brace on. And Jesus walked over to him and touched him on the arm and the arm brace fell off and he said, hallelujah, my arm's fine. And then he walked over to a guy who was blind and he touched the guy's eyes and the guy opened up his eyes and he said, I can see, praise the Lord. And he heads over to a guy that's got a uh, crutch. And he's about ready to touch him. And the guy goes, no, don't touch me. My unemployment hasn't come in yet. <laughs> you know, that's how we are a lot. 
of a friend, his name is Gordon Douglas. He was recently in a car wreck. He was rear-ended by a driver's ed teacher. Uh, I don't have to make this one up. He was in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He was sitting in a traffic light. Car, he sees the car coming in the rear view mirror behind him. He, he sees that it's not seeming to slow down, and then just before it gets him, there, he can't go anyplace. There's a car in front of him. It speeds up, plows him right in the back. They get out of the car. He's pretty badly hurt. Uh, the people in the car, they were wearing seatbelts and their airbags deployed. You know, from the front, you got a lot more protection there. And um, the guy comes and apologizes. The driver's that teacher who was sitting on the passenger side, but it was a car that has two steering wheels, two brakes, two gas pumps. And he said, I'm so sorry, sir. The girl that I'm teaching right now has a tendency to confuse which one is the gas and the brake. And I was busy watching to see which pedal she would step on. And by the time she stepped on the gas hard instead of the brake, it was too late and we had careened into you. And uh, the, Gordon has been dealing with his health conditions over this. And a uh, great, great guy. And he, uh, he has a lawyer now because the insurance has wanted to stop paying his medical bills and he has some serious medical problems from it, still does. And his lawyer said to him, whatever you do, I know you're a Christian, whatever you do, don't get healed until this is settled. <laughs> do you want to get well? Now, now look at here in verse 7. The sick man answered him and said, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool where the water is stirred up. I, I'll tell you what, if I really believed that the stirring of the water would, would be the fix for me who had been 38 years ill, I would have stayed in the pool all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't have gotten me out of the pool. I'd been a floater. They'd have taken me home every night, had to put me in front of a blow dryer just to get my skin to come back, okay? You know, I, I would have been the waterlogged, crippled guy, okay? But here he goes. I have no one to put me in the water, and when it's stirred, but while I am coming down, another person steps in before. Somebody always beats me to the blessing. We, we get that concept sometimes. They got the blessing. God touched them. They were used by God. They were it there. Verse 8, Jesus said unto him, get up, pick up your pallet, and walk. Now, there are times when Jesus touched people. There are times when we see that man alongside the road with Peter and John, they reached him and took him by the right hand and lifted him to his feet. But it's interesting, in this particular text, Jesus told the man what he needed to do to be well. I don't like that, Pastor. I would rather everything just be handed to me. I don't want to work for it. I'm going to tell you right now, if you really want to know the Word of God, you're going to have to work for it. Amen. You're not just going to be able to hold it up to your head at night and go, I don't know, but it just sinks into my head. God is, God is a God of work. In fact, we're taught in Scripture, if you don't work, you don't eat. If you don't study, you don't learn. That's it, pretty simple. Uh, I, I've yet to know anybody that had spiritual savant syndrome. Are you with me? One day they woke up and they went like to Billy Graham. How are you today? Good to see you. I have literature books were written already. Here they are. No. Jesus said, get up. Pick up your pallet and walk. And immediately the man became well. Picked up his pallet and began to walk. Now it was the Sabbath day. I want to jump into this real quick and then we're going to drop back here. It was the Sabbath day, and it's not permissible for you to carry your pallet. Again, I grew up in one of those homes. I grew up independent, 
regular Baptist. Independent, we didn't fellowship with nobody. Regular, we didn't eat cheese. <laughs> I never know what that meant. Could you come up with a, with a you know, then we joined a group called the General Association of Regular Baptists. How non-specific can we be, right there? General, and they, they, and they use this today. They, they call themselves, we're the garbs. That's a little too close to other words for me, okay, right there. The, the garbs, I, I love them, they're good friends. My General Association of Regular Baptist. We were not going for creativity. We were doing everything we could to prove that anybody who came to our church had to come because the Lord called them. We did not. Uh, we did not play cards growing up. I did not play. I still do not do cards. Well, I don't shuffle well because because we, we didn't do that growing up. We didn't play old maid cards. I didn't play old maid cards until I was about twenty eight. You know. And then, now you're probably saying, Mike, why didn't you play old maid cards? Ask me. Somebody ask me. Why? We didn't play old maid cards because somebody could drive past your house at 55 miles an hour, see through the living room window that you're in the kitchen, which is around the wall, because we didn't have open concept back then. Uh, if you drive past your house, see you in the, in the kitchen playing old maid, they wouldn't know it was old maid. They would think it's regular cards. If it's regular cards, you're probably playing poker. If you're probably playing poker, you're probably gambling. We all know that gambling leads to pre verbal dancing, right? Okay? <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, and you're not going to believe it. But we did not, my parents would not drink Pepsi or Coca-Cola in a can outside of the house. Now think about it. Guess why? Guess why? Right. Somebody could drive past and not see the Pepsi logo. And they would be, and I was like, Dad, but I'm 12. I'm 12. And he'll like, well, they'll, they'll think you're Lutheran. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> Seriously. Okay. They were they were they were worried. They believed in the grace of God. It's covered, all sins are covered, but we gotta still be careful. Just don't know. Folks, there's always folks who will be very concerned with that. Uh, but he answered, uh, he who made as well is the one who said to me, pick up your mat. They asked him, Who is the man who said to you, pick up your pallet for but the man who was healed, verse 13 is where I'm at, uh, did not know who it was. Hmm. Interesting. I'll tell you what, if I heal somebody, I'm calling Bay News 9. <laughs> we are getting it on video. It's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be a TikTok sensation. I will have followers. I'll put it on a bumper sticker. Verse 14, afterward, Jesus found him in the temple. And said, Behold, you have become well. Don't sin anymore. I'm going to skip down. Uh, it, oh, let's just go to 15. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. For this reason, the Jews were persecuting Jesus. The Jews were the original party poopers. Because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. Verse 17, he answered, My father is working until now, and I myself am working. God didn't stop on the seventh day, he took a breather. I could explain all the scientific stuff if you look at that verse. He's not done. Right. You know what else, where else he's working? Right here. I like that song. He's still working on me to make me what I want to be. It took him just a week to make the moon and stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. Don't say Pluto, it's not planet anymore. How loving and patient he must be. Oh, that's so true. How loving and patient he must be, Pastor. He's still working on us. Make me what I ought to be. And he's still working on you if you let him. Amen. Okay? The, 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 the key is that we want, we want to get to a place where we're not, 
we're, we're not wanting to get better. When we take our idea of health off the table. To these guys on the side of the road, they hold, they come up to you, they hold their signs in the window, help me, God bless, better. They have all these little sayings that they learn from each other, which ones work best. They try them out. I know, I've talked to the guys. And they come up there, and, and what do they want? They, they give me a dollar, give me a dollar. All I want is a dollar, some change. And, and, and let, me, let me tell you, from a guy who works in this world, when you're giving them a dollar, most of the time what you're saying is, here, have some drugs, use God's money. You, you want to support men on the street? Find your local rescue mission who's here. Support the rescue mission. Okay? Don't, don't, don't give out God's stuff to go to bad purposes. Okay? That, that's why we look at charities. We look at stuff like Charity Navigator and all these things to make sure that the, this big charity we're giving to uses the money for God's glory. And, and on the side of the road, we're like, oh, it doesn't matter now. Here, here's five bucks. Go get some crack. I, I'm, I'm sorry if that's too vulgar or earthy, but that's the truth. I've asked people many times. I, I preach every month at the rescue mission. You know, and like you know, you've been there. Uh, I think both of them, no, people, no, you didn't come that day. That's right. You didn't want to be with us. Um, <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a rejection.
It angers us when the guy on the street asks to be better and not well. Well, he ought to go down and do what it takes to get fixed. What does it take for that guy to get fixed? Probably going to take maybe a two-year program. Have any kind of chance of wellness. But yet in this room are folks like myself who struggle. Some of you have struggled with issues for years and years and years. And Jesus would ask you today, I believe, I believe I can say on behalf of, on, on behalf of, and on the power of the word of God, he would say to you today, do you want to get well? Some of us want to get well, but they don't want it bad enough. Um, you probably didn't notice this, but I'm rather large. It's okay. We giggle about it. I tell lots of jokes about it. I was called biscuitous once. I said, what is biscuitous? They said, you ever open up a roll of biscuits and halfway through they go, <laughs> Now, Now, I could say this. I can't say this much. I'm going to be real. Can I be vulnerable today? If I can't be vulnerable with you, I'm not being honest. So I'm going to, I'm going to break it down on me. Here. Okay? i got to do this real fast. Um, I come from a big family. I'm the, I'm the small one in the litter. Okay, I'm the, I'm the runt of the litter. Now, you could say that's because, you know, you're, you're, you're this kid who, you know, you're, I'm an adopted kid, but I was born into this very poor family, food desert, you know, you grow up on snack foods, junk foods, garbage like that. Yes. But here I am now outside of that. And what do I do about it? I've had moments where I've made good strides, but I haven't stayed with it. Because the truth of the matter is, when I look at an ice cream sundae, I want to get better and not well. Are you with me? Amen. Some of you dealt with addictions in your life. Some of you tried to give up things in your life. And you've said, well, I, I want to not do that anymore, but I also really want to do that. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. We've got to make choices that we're going to do it. And here's the neat thing. According to the Word of God, Jesus Christ has given us everything we need for life and godliness in Christ Jesus. Either it's true or it's not. It's true. When you, when you see Mike Williams failing in my diet, by the way, I'm doing real good right now, okay? I lost almost a half a pound <laughs> this weekend, okay? No, I've, I've, been, I've been doing good, but i got to stay with it. i got to keep getting up every day. I've got to make the choice each and every day to say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes. Because it's not just those big sins that we grew up with. Because my family had the, had the five. We smoke and drink and cuss and chew and dance and carve and movie. All those went together. I'm six. We, we weren't very good at math either. We didn't believe in math. <laughs> what is in your heart? What are you holding? What right to be angry are you still clinging to? What... Um, Desire to gossip because boy, doesn't it feel good to tell the juicy one? I'm just being honest with you. And let me tell you, I know a bunch of them. And some days I can just about explode with the stuff I'd like to tell. It feels good, but it's not right. And I have to choose to stand up and say no. You know, when I have gossip, what do you do, Mike, when you know something? Tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus. Yeah, that's what you got to do. You got somebody you can talk to? Jesus, conversation. All right. Um, we're we're, we're going to close the sermon. And then I'm going to tell you about the mission and then we're going to go home. Um, if anybody afterwards would like to take me out to dinner, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Freudian, so I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I love Chinese food. Uh, can I, can I say that? Uh, Let's go to both. Let's go to both. <laughs> All right, right.
folks, bow your hands and close your eyes for just a minute. Hear the voice of Jesus right now in your own heart saying, do you want to get well? Where is it that you need to get well? What do you need to do to stop being unwell? I'm hearing the voice of Jesus say to you, do that. Stand. Walk. Walk in the newness of life that you have been given. But you don't know the fingers that has a hold on me, Mike. Yeah, I do. We just don't have time for me to tell you all the fingers that the enemy has had in me. I do have time to tell you that Jesus is there so we can walk. So as we sing the song of invitation today in just a few seconds, maybe you need to slide out and lay down on the altar. Mike, I've done that so many times. Do one more. Hold on until heaven answers. Hold on till you get it. Hold on till you understand. Now maybe you're here today and you're saying, Mike, I've got the, the, the deepest problem of all, and that is that, that I, I, I don't know Jesus Christ. I don't have this relationship with him. I know about him. I know about the Bible. But uh, if I die today, I don't have a lot of hopes in the future. I want to believe in the resurrection. But right now I'm on the outside looking in. We do these things in churches that are called invitations. Very popular. It's been going on for years. We stand, we sing a song, and it's a chance for you to uh, walk or run down the aisle, grab the pastor by the hands. It's nothing embarrassing. Everybody in this room, well, most 90% of the people in this room have done that once or twice or ten times over the course of their life. So this morning as we sing this song, the pastor's going to be right up here in front. In fact, I'm going to ask him to come right now and stand right down front. And we're going to respond to Jesus. Heavenly Father, right now as we sing this song, I pray, I pray that you would be heard. My hopes are that you have been heard. My, my desire is that your Holy Spirit has worked in lives. And that right now will be a powerful moment for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Church, stand up. Stand up, church. You But let me... Let me tell you, 11 years ago, my wife and I landed in the Dominican Republic having no idea that this mission would grow. It was just going to be a project that her and I were going to do at our, you know, as, as a heart project. And it, God has just exploded it because of folks like you who have come along. You know, I think of over the years, all the projects passed that you guys have helped fund and make happen. Um, the video I was going to show today it takes you to a number of those people. But see, I remember 11 years ago when our first group looked just like that. Only we didn't have that many kids in our first group. This is our group of kids from the garbage dump. These are kids whose parents uh, live and work at the garbage dump. And, when, when, uh, and, and those kids went on to, in five years, those kids went on to be the leadership kids. Uh, and in fact, uh, three of them are now in full-time Ministry of service. And, and, and they're all still around. They all they all get involved and they help those who are in secular jobs still come back and help. Okay, our, our first BBS that we had down there, we had 50 kids crammed into a little 10 by 18 room, and it was so hot in there. It was like it was like preaching in an easy bake oven. It was his other bus. And uh, but this year, praise the Lord, are you ready for this? Ready for this? We had this year, now understand that our Bible school programs run for seven weeks, okay? It's not just a week, okay? 
we had we averaged every day 975 kids. Folks like you would come down and help us out, help us out. And now this year we've moved from 12 kids who came out of that first leadership program this year. We had 74 folks, 74 folks who have come through the program over the years, who came back, who took two weeks of their life to prepare for these big Bible clubs that we do. And, and they, they run the whole thing. God has been good. Folks, it takes, I'm just going to lay it quickly, it, it takes $23 a month to reach a kid in the program. $23 a month, that gives them access to everything that we have, the feeding programs, the bakery school, the sewing school, discipleship programs, the health and, uh, and, and education programs, uh, also the churches that we have. Of course, you know, anybody can come to the church for free, but I'm just telling you what it costs us to, to reach them. $23 uh, to reach them for one month. I would ask you today, um, how many kids could you take on for a month? How many kids could you, or how many, one child could you take on for, for 10 months, a year? What, what could you do today? Could I ask you to, uh, as, uh, as the ushers come forward, to pray about that? And, and uh, we're going to do that in just a second. Um, if there's any questions, I'm glad to answer those questions. Um, if, if you want to give today, you can give online at CUPS Mission, C-U-P-S-M-I-S-S-I-O-N. You can give to CUPS Mission. You can use your credit card online. You can do that. Uh, today, you can, you can make a check out to Cubs uh, Mission or to the church your choice, whatever you prefer to do. And, and we're going to have a prayer. Here, here's what I want you to pray. Here's what I want you to pray. I want you to pray this. Heavenly Father, what would you have me give? Would you do that right now? Just pray Heavenly Father, what would you have me give? Lord, I thank you for these wonderful folks. And I thank you for their faithful partnership over the years. And we dedicate every dollar of this to go back to rescuing lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Go ahead, ushers. Hey, let's sing a song. You ready? Some glad morning when the sun is over, I fly away to a
programming and everything. This is the big thing the girls make. Look at this. Every one of them is completely original. They pick out their material, they design it, they build it. There's there's no two that are exactly alike, and the girls make this. These are very well made. They're they're not only do they button, but they cinch up in here, right there. Very well made, line different, everything like that. Uh, these are fifty dollars, and again, the money goes to the girls. If you want them to be on the back table, somebody will pull the table cloth off of there, and I'll be back there in a minute. Thank you for your support over the years. Thank you for your ministry, Pastor. Thank you for allowing me to be here. Thank you for coming. God bless you guys. Thank you, everybody. Oh, just just make it out to Cup Mission. Okay. I just want to be sure of that. Let's all thank you all so much for being here today, and thank you for this is Brother Mike and supporting him. Uh, we've supported him over the past five years that we've been here, so it's been kind of awful awesome thing. And some of those bags are probably made from the very uh, sewing machines that uh, you guys gave to. I'm, I'm absolutely positive of that. So, and uh, we've given how many? I don't even remember how many sewing machines we've purchased uh, through it, but four of them, four or five of them. So that's awesome. So, y'all enjoy this morning.